This is a production of KMMedia.pro. Welcome back to Positive Talk Radio. Our goal is simple, to explore evolving ideas one conversation at a time. So come on over into our world. I know you'll like it, because on today's show... Some time today, we've got a great couple of guests, and we're actually in the studio. It's the first time I've been here since COVID. This is, this is nice. I used to remember what this place looked like. It's very nice. Eric, it's nice to see you again, sir. Good to see you in person, Kevin. It's uh, been a while, yeah. I know, and I even wore a jacket. How, my, how <laughs> nice is that, huh? Yeah, and, the, and the chair looks great uh, <laughs> wearing that jacket. <laughs> it does. By the way, is it really going to snow all week? Uh, it's looking like we'll see a little bit overnight, but it's not going to hang around. I, 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 well, it's still here at the station. You've got snow on the, on the ground out there. I mean, I guess you really have to look for it, but. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I look pretty hard. So it's, yeah. great. it's great to be here. I'm glad that we are actually in Factoria. And we've got a couple of local guests that I wanted to talk to today because, and Chris has been on the show before. And he was on a couple of weeks ago. We had a really awesome time. So if you want to go to positivetalkradio.net, you'll find out all about that show that we did. But, we're, but we really wanted to get together with the mastermind of, of this project. <laughs> and, and her name is, and I'm going to kill it, so I'm not going to say it. Chris, would you like to introduce uh, your, your better half? First of all, for having us in person here. It was great having that conversation with you a couple of weeks ago. And today, yes, I did bring my better half, Madalena. So great to be here. It's, uh, I had so much fun watching you guys' talk last time, and I'm really excited to be here in person. Well, I, it's, it's, you're lovely, and it's wonderful to have you here because you guys are doing some remarkable things, and it's really an important piece of, of what we are all trying to accomplish, I think. And and that is uh, well. First of all, I found it I found it rather humorous that you are a cardiologist, which means if you don't know what that is, that means that she's a heart surgeon. <laughs> but she also has a program where she works with the heart in a spiritual way or a different way than just a just just cutting it up and sewing it back together again. This is a whole different thing, and I, I wanted to explore that because I think it's wonderful. How did you get? First of all, how long have you been practicing medicine? I have been practicing cardiology. And um, so I'm not a heart surgeon. I'm a physician of the heart uh, for about 17 years. Oh, wow. It's really amazing that it's been so long. Since you were 12. Since I <laughs> I know. I have my mom's genes. I look young, which is great. <laughs> yes. Yes. So you've been doing this for a long time. Mm-hmm. Now, you met somebody in your life that that kind of you guys kind of changed something describe what that was all about well so we met about 20 years ago um and when we met 20 years ago you know we had a really beautiful love at first sight story you know the kind of things that you just well he's a really cute guy i can understand why (laughs) he definitely is Um, and you know, it was a whole romantic thing. I caught the bouquet, you know, we met in Europe and, um, and then we started our life together. But at that time when we met and when we started our life together, 
Um, I was living life in the old way, which was really predominantly unconscious way, you know, living life in kind of the survival energy, you know, on the outside seemed like I had it all. Um, a very successful career, a busy cardiologist, speaker on national conferences, an amazing husband, wonderful two girls. And it seemed on the outside, wow, she's got it all. But inside, I was personally struggling. And it felt like I was uh, literally um, trying to survive because, uh, first of all, cardiology itself is a very stressful kind of field. Uh, I mean, sleepless nights, long call burden, lots of responsibility, life and death responsibility, and uh, trying to balance that with my two girls, with being a wife. And, you know, it's not easy. And I didn't realize that I was just always running on the treadmill of life, rushing, running, never a moment for myself. And living in that way, not realizing that I was functioning from these unconscious patterns, workaholism, overachiever, perfectionism, people pleaser, yes sayer, you know, thinking, well, this is how I need to be. And then I was just running dry and depleted and uh, thinking that this is what life is all about. Um, and I used to use running as my way to just stay in that life, like running. And so one day, about 10 years ago, I ended up um, having an injury where I basically went for a run and all of a sudden I had developed severe back pain um, and I was not able to walk. I had to limp home and for a year this persisted and none of the traditional Western medical ways to treat this was working. So I went from, I was just depressed and happy and then I basically it evolved from being just a pain kind of crisis to some kind of an existential crisis where I was looking at my life and thinking, what am I really here for? What am I really doing? Why, why am I so unhappy? I didn't understand what was going on. Of course, I used running as a way to numb my feelings. And, and so now that I was no longer running, all these feelings were coming like a tsunami and I didn't know how to deal with them. In medical school, you're trying to not pay attention to your feelings so you can focus on taking care of patients. And so all of this stuff happened and what ended up um, is that I ended up using this crisis as a way to basically come back to myself and discover that there is a deeper purpose that I was able to discover through the journey back to my own spiritual heart and realizing how I had been cut off from my heart and really working and functioning from kind of this unconscious programming and conditioning and disconnected from my heart, following the shoots of others' agenda, of the agenda of the mind, and now really bringing my heart into the equation where the heart really should be leading the way, but I hadn't done that. So there was a whole process of years and years that we took together to really discover who am I beneath all of these roles and what is it that is my truth, what is it that is my purpose, and what is a deeper healing that I was there to experience and to then offer others. And so I think from this whole journey that I had and we had together, um, then we basically from all the workshops and experiences and healings and uh, all of that, we ended up feeling our purpose, which is a deeper healing that everyone is really called into, which is a reconnection with um, your own truth by bringing your heart to be in the driver's seat of your life. And that's where your truth, your purpose, your vitality, your aliveness, 
that's where it's all found. So, so that's what we weave in and bring into our program. We know a couple of things. Uh, first thing is that uh, you caught the bouquet. <laughs> and now uh, the story I heard was a little different than you told it in that uh, you went diving for the bouquet. <laughs> <laughs> I, I shared the whole story. <laughs> we, <laughs> you wanted that bouquet. I did. I did. I know. Initially, I said, I don't care about that bouquet. And it's true. I really leapt up and I and I said, hold on a second. <laughs> and yeah, I caught it <laughs> somehow. You elbowed people out of the way, and congratulations, I you got what you I don't remember that part. <laughs> oh, it's on video. I have it somewhere. <laughs> That's cool. And, this, and the second thing was, uh, but by the way, because you've, if you listen to the show that we did, you know that he outed you in many ways, uh, because he is so proud of the person that you are, mm. um, and, and the, the love that you have for each other is, really is dynamic and remarkable, and it's, it's, it's awesome. But the other thing is, I don't know how, and I've never asked a uh, cardiologist this, but what do you do when you're talking to people? What's it like going home when you're talking to people every day who some of them may be so sick that they're going to die, and you have to tell them that because they're not aware of it? Or what's, it, what's that like to, to live with that shadow of, uh, all around you? It's it is part of my it's part of my job, and it's part of what um, I get to experience. In the sense that you know, when this is coming up, it's not just about you know how can I take care of them and deliver to them in a really compassionate way. It's about also me. How am I dealing with all of that? So I don't want to numb myself to the feelings that are coming up. So it's it's actually to be honest. The more that I've been able to connect to my heart and to live life from this place, I'm able and more equipped to handle this in such a deeper level. Number one, to feel into myself like, oh, wow, look what's coming up for me. Wow, I can feel the grief. I can feel the fear. I can feel the pain. So I'm feeling that, not in a way that it crushes me or overwhelms me, but I'm just feeling that, not telling stories about that, but just really feeling it. And then really going to have the conversation with that other person and just really being available fully to experience this connection that we are having where I am sharing with them, um, you know, what it is that has happened in a way that is compassionate, in a way that helps them to um, receive it, you know, because these kinds of things, you know, loss, grief, um, sadness, pain, these are all part of our human experiences. And it's, it's my philosophy that it's so important to feel these feelings. And, and feeling is healing. And a lot of times when people end up with issues is because they're so afraid to feel this, these feelings of grief or whatever that may be. And then those, that, that creates a stuckness inside. And then people want to either numb it or distract from it. So I really actually open up this conversation so that we can receive the fullness of these feelings it's hard though isn't it it's very hard i'm not going to say that it's easy it's very hard um to be honest when this stuff is happening i realize that i need to uh, come back home and take some time for myself take some time to be you know either in nature or journal or whatever it is that i need to do a lot of times i'll come home and i'll share something with my husband just to kind of get it off my chest it's hard because it's, there's a lot 
that's a lot to handle. And and what I've learned is that um, the more that I am just giving myself that space to be with those feelings, um, the more that I am able to handle them in a more healthy way rather than, oh, I don't have time for it. I'm just here to take care of them and forget. You know, that's that's not as healthy is what I what I found. And and Chris, you have you do a you must do a great job. You've been with her for 20 years. You must do a great job of understanding all of that and helping her with it. Yeah. No, it's true. And actually, I, I wanted to say this, that, um, you know, it's not just about, like, in those kind of situations, right? It's not about um, kind of coming into yourself and then um, talking, making the other person feel good. It's when you coming back into yourself, and this is something that I've seen you do, uh, even at home with, with me or with the kids, you know, with other people around us. When you get into that state, into, the, into your heart, there's something you exude. And the healing and it happens just by you being in that, in that energy. And that it's exuded and the other person feels it. Mm-hmm. Right? It's not just about communicating something that, you know, it's this way or that way or it's going to be okay. No, you being okay with everything you know, uh, inspires that person to become okay. I've noticed you uh, do that. Mm. Yeah, that's phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. How long did so it take? True. How long did it take you to learn? Take you to learn that? Um. Well, that's once again not something that I learned uh, initially. And initially, I used to not do that. I used to just kind of do it quickly and just kind of get it over with and just do my best kind of like in a more stressful way. Um, but I really, in, since we've been doing some of our hard cue work, that's what I realized that helps people and supports people as well as that when I am fully present, you know, and I am the container for whatever it is that they're experiencing, I'm just, that's when I realized, wow, that's really working out. It's like a win-win in the sense that they're able to be present to their own feelings and uh, and not cut the flow of those feelings, and I'm able to hold the space. However, like you said, it's not easy at all. It is It is oftentimes really, really hard. And I can't say that everything is going great. A lot of times I am in my own feelings for a while, you know, to kind of, um, you know, to kind of really let it pass through me. And I may need time for myself and time to, you know, share with you and get it off my chest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's so true, and uh, I've learned to feel into you and uh, notice, you know, when you come home, um, how are you? Like, you know, almost like feel into you how your day has been and, um, you know, create that space for you to unwind and to um, come back to yourself. You know, there's a lot of things that I noticed, you know, you come home from, uh, with, from work with, um, and it's, it's so much you show up differently to, to everyone else around you when you have the opportunity to just release that. Mm-hmm. So having that space for you, I feel like it's been paramount. Now, in the second half of the show, we're going to talk about the programs you've developed mm-hmm. and because they are really cool, and I think that they're going to help a lot of people. But I wanted to ask you, I have talked to a lot of people. I mean a lot. Of, I mean a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And almost every one of us at one point or another says, why am I really here, and what am I supposed to be doing? Now, that happened to you. I assume, Chris, it happened to you as well. Yes. Um, why, where do you think those words and those feelings come from? I know, I know, but I want you to tell me. Well, 
I feel that, um, you know, for me personally, um, there, I did go into medicine because I was impassioned with healing. You know, I, I, this is something I've always wanted to do. I wanted to make an impact and to heal. There's some, there was a calling, a deep calling. But then what happened is as I went about it, I didn't realize that I had gone off path in the sense that I didn't realize that uh, there, was, there, was, there was this thing that happened where I kind of left my heart and I went to my mind because I was pressured by stress and by the expectations and by all the shooting of the mind. And, and I was living in this kind of stress chemistry and stress energy. And so I went off path when, when I realized that whenever we're, we're, we're going to the head and we're going to the stress, we're leaving our hearts. And so that's what happened to me. And so when I went off path, um, and I went, the, the problem that happened to me, and the reason that even, it's interesting, I was telling you earlier that I was the kind of person, I was always running everywhere, and I was always like rushing everywhere and doing, 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 and so in a way, life kind of stopped me from, from running and from doing by bringing me to a stop when I really couldn't run anymore, I couldn't walk anymore. So in a way, I was brought to a standstill so I could actually start being, you know, we're human beings, not human doings, and I was able to start being, to being present to myself, to my truth, to my purpose, and to my heart, and what I needed, you know, and that would have never been possible had I just kept running on the treadmill, so, so it was that, that, that crisis, actually, that was, like, I thought was the worst thing that could happen to me, turned out to be the best thing that could happen to me, and it was in the middle of all of that, that I realized that when I hit the wall, you know, sometimes when we hit a breakdown, you know, we call this resilience, heart resilience. When you hit a breakdown, um, the breakthrough is right around the corner. It's always like that. You know, there's a breakdown. You have to just experience all the feelings. You have to, I had to go through like, wow, this is painful. This is not good. This is all my feelings. And then from that place, I was able to start asking those questions that I hadn't had, quote, time to ask myself because I was so busy running in the matrix. And so now here I was, and I started asking, wow, is this really aligned? Is this really for me? Is this really what deeply makes me pulsate with aliveness? You know? And when I started asking those questions, that's how it started. Which one of you went first? Mm. She did. Uh. <laughs> she did. So my crisis came because of her. <laughs> that's and, a isn't it always the way? <laughs> It's, but, you know, we joke about it, but it's so true, actually, you know, because, you know, I, uh, she started uh, going on this path. And, of course, with, with time, very soon, you know, uh, I, I started noticing very positive changes oh, yeah. in her, right? And, um, you know, I, I asked her, like, hey, what, what exactly are you doing? I mean, I know we're, you know, I know the books that you're reading and I know everything, but yet something is happening. Like, what are you doing? So she kind of let me into her world of, you know, this is kind of what's, what's happening inside of me, right? And, um, and so that, you know, got me curious. So that was maybe my, my competitive side, like, oh, I, I want to do the same things, you know? But then there was the other side where uh, she started becoming, you know, a conscious woman. And to live with a conscious woman is not easy. It's dangerous. It's dangerous <laughs> because you can't hide anywhere. Like, there's no place to hide. And so, um, you know, it, it, you pushed me. You really did. And uh, that, that, thank you, by the way, for, for that because that brought me um, out of my shell, right? Out of my conditioning and more into me, my, the honest self, the, my authentic self. 
you know, it's interesting. We've had a lot of friends, and I think a lot of times this stuff happens. You know, when you're, you start out, I mean, who we were 20 years ago, I'm like, wow, am I that person? Like, we are always changing and evolving and shifting. We're, that's the nature of our human beingness, you know, that we're always evolving. That's the only thing that's constant is the change that we're right. undergoing. And so, you know, I think we've noticed that in, in couples, in relationships, the greatest reason for, you know, separation is because people grow apart. They're not standing on that same foundation. So, you know, I used to ask the question, is love enough? Uh, you need love and a similar foundation, a similar vision. You know, do we want to go in the same direction? And a lot of times when one person is going on this this growth, this depth that is happening, um, if the other one is not joining, it doesn't have to be the same. But if, if, the, if the other one is not joining in that growth of like that deeper awareness and that depth, then there is an out of rhythm that happens between the relationship. People are no longer synchronizing. And by the way, it's normal in this path. Like we went out of rhythm and in rhythm, out of rhythm, in rhythm, and then you kind of start to synchronize. You know, you get to be unique in our own ways and learn how to dance together, you know. But we realize how in, in this path of growth and evolving and shifting, um, one of the great reasons why people fall apart is because they're shifting and changing. They're different than who they were. And when that growth doesn't happen together, that's one of the great reasons for a separation. I'll even take it one step further. That can cause your entire friend apparatus that you are used to dissolving and disappearing because it's like, Chris, I don't know what's gotten into you, man. You're not the same dude you was a year ago. And you know, you know what I mean? Yes. And, oh, yes, I do. <laughs> and so that and that happened in my case. It, it was mm. like the entire the, the wife left and all the friends that we were com- together with, they mm-hmm. also went. Um, mm. So then it was like now you're back to basics of just family and trying to do the best you can. Uh, but mm. it was necessary. It was yes. part of the growth process. Yes, and I and I know, like I was gonna say that that happened to us so much. We've had like layers and layers of friends. Not that we even tried; it just kind of happened. It's, like, you're universe... vibrating in a different frequency now, mm-hmm. and they don't get the the reason why you're doing and acting the way you are, and and and, and you're doing it from a place of love. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people still have got that that thing going on mm-hmm. um, that that isn't part of your heart. And that's that's why in coming up here in just a second, well, we'll get to it. Just relax. Uh, we're going to talk about the work that you guys are doing in the second half because it's, I think it's vital. It's important for all of us to understand what you're doing and to work with you and to work with your heart more because mm-hmm. um, following your heart. I, I think I mentioned to Chris mm-hmm. that I had a saying that, that just popped from a, from a movie screen one day. And I said, your heart is free. Have the courage to follow it. Mm. And and for me, that was that was like, now that makes a whole lot of sense, now doesn't it? <laughs> so I've been, that's my mantra now, mm-hmm. is your heart is free. Have the courage to follow it. Mm-hmm. And so, and by the way, we are talking with Chris and we're talking with Margalina? Madalina. God, got it. I knew I'd get it wrong. I don't have it sitting in front of me, but... But uh, I want to thank both of you for being here. Now, you are working, at, and I don't know if you want to give the name of the hospital or not. But oh, you're... yeah, Evergreen Hospital. Okay, mm-hmm. you are working out of Evergreen, mm-hmm. and you and it's a great hospital, by the way. It's right it's down the street. It's a wonderful hospital. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, wonderful yeah. doctors, wonderful place. 
And and Chris, you are you are pursuing your your family's dream together, aren't you? We are. Mm-hmm. I am. Yes, I am devoting myself a hundred percent to our passion, to HeartQ, mm-hmm. and uh, to the programs and coaching. And um, yeah, that's 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 what I'm doing. And also these two little miniature people. Yes, mm-hmm. we do have two miniature people, <laughs> which are not so miniature anymore. I know they're growing up way too they're, fast. How, how 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 old are they now? So two girls, eleven and fourteen. Oh, we talked about that. Yes. Yeah. Well, tell tell me, mom, how's the fourteen-year-old? Oh, you know, it's waves. <laughs> it's like there's a you know the connection and the separation, the need for individuality, and it's it's also me letting her go. You know, it's yeah, it's an it's, opportunity for us to learn. You know, because we always say this kids never came with a manual, right? So we we are writing the manual as we go through life, and uh, we know we've had to learn to. To become better human beings, better parents, because they're challenging us to do that. So we know it's interesting. The the manual also gets rewritten from child to child. It does. (laughs) It we've learned that as well. Yeah, I remember like all the books I read. I'm like, none of these are working. What the heck? (laughs) And and you're going well with the first one. We did this, and it's not working at all with this one. Yeah. So talk about intuition. I mean, that's the that's the that's what ended up working, like feeling into the child. You know, that's what ended up working. That's that's right. Yeah. And by the way, if you want to uh, follow along and go to their website, heartq.com, I believe. Is that's what correct. It is. Yes. Heartq.com. So it's just a letter Q, heartq.com. And they've got classes. They've got programs. You can find out why they believe what they do and what they're doing and what impact that. And we were talking about it before we got on here. And all three of us had the same desire mm-hmm. to have an impact in the world. Exactly. Yeah. And I believe that that's going to happen for you, for, for all of us. Because I think, and you said it earlier, the world is changing a bit, I think. Yeah. Yeah. We, I feel we, like, you go ahead. I was going to say that we measure our success in the number of people that we get to impact. Even if it's a small impact, to us it's worth it. Because, again, it's one person at a time, one heart at a time. And eventually, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll impact enough people to get to that tipping point. Yeah, and I think it's also personal experience. Like, mm-hmm. I know what it's like to be in me and in my own body and in the way that I live my life now and the changes that I've experienced. And I want to give people that gift that they themselves can experience by their own empowerment, by just simply connecting to their heart. It sounds so simple. It's such a simple thing. The mind makes it all complex, you know, but it's actually quite simple. But yet... It's so hidden. You know, it's not something that people really do, actually. Or even talk about. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. You know, so, we, we, and because you're a cardiologist, you've looked all around the heart, and there's something there that's not there, but is there. Yeah. I don't know. There's, well, anyway. there's a lot there. There's mm-hmm. a lot There's a lot with the heart, and actually research is catching up with what we know about spirituality and they're about intuition and heart intelligence. Um, and we can really go into that, like research is showing multiple ways. You know, first of all, your heart emanates an electromagnetic field. Everyone's heart does. And the heart, the magnetic field of the heart is thousands times more powerful than that of the brain. And what we know is that when you're, oper- when you're, when you're operating, when you're living life from your heart and you're experiencing life from that place and you're emanating and you're creating an electromagnetic field, you actually create a state of coherence between your heart and your brain and your body. And when you're not, when you're out of alignment with your heart, 
then it's the default of stress which creates chaos and disease and, and stressful feelings and mental unclarity. So it's all related. Everything is related. We don't want the stress part and all the disease part. That's, that's not nearly mm-hmm. as much fun. So we're talking with uh, Chris and... Madalena. Oh, very nice. <laughs> and they go to heartq.com and find out all the information about them. We are going to return. we got to take a break real quick. Uh, it's just a couple minutes, folks. Just, just relax because um, I know this is good. Uh, we'll be right back in, in like two minutes, and you're listening to Positive Talk Radio on KKNW 1150 AM. Hey there. I'm excited that you're listening right now, and if you like what we're doing here, you're going to love PositiveTalkRadio.net. On PositiveTalkRadio.net, each show, which is recorded live, is packed with positive information with real people discussing real issues and positive solutions that can work for everyone. I hope that you'll join us on PositiveTalkRadio.net and listen to all 340-plus shows. I think it's worth your time. But then, that's just me. That's PositiveTalkRadio.net, your home for great progressive positive podcasts. When you want to say more than words communicate, you can with flowers. Your custom boutique floral studio in Bothell, Washington is anaturaldesign.com, connecting you to nature through the language of flowers. Where your people are is where our flowers are beautiful. Your success is our goal. anaturaldesign.com at your fingertips today. Hey, my friend. I'd really like to thank you for listening to the show today. As you may know, I started Positive Talk Radio way back in 2003. We were one of the first shows on KKNW. For 11 months, I was fortunate to be part of many lives, making a positive difference with great interviews and discussions, creating new thoughts and ideas. Sadly, for financial reasons, I had to terminate the show. Well, it took 18 years, but we're back better than ever. And not only on KKNW Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, but also podcasting with several inspiring channels with the same driving passion as the original. Please visit kmmedia.pro for complete information about all of these shows. In addition, if you feel called to keep positive programming on the air, you can join us by sponsoring the show and aligning yourself with our mission, which is nothing short of saving the planet and each other. Again, that's kmmedia.pro. I'll see you there. And welcome back to Positive Talk Radio. My name is Eric told me that I needed to look over in this direction if I wanted to have uh, you see my face in the camera, which, yes, that means that we have cameras. Eric, why do we have cameras? <laughs> because we're streaming live to YouTube, to Facebook, and uh, quite a few other places. Uh, Twitter, <laughs> <laughs> Twitter, and my yes. my uh, Instagram, yeah. my feed. It's and your, your feed. positive talk radio account for Facebook and for YouTube and the KKNW YouTube and Facebook channel and Twitter as well. So, uh, or just to make it easy, just go to eleven fifty KKNW dot com. You can watch it right there and connect with all those social media channels. And by the way, I wanted to make a, a kind of an announcement that somebody can follow this if they want to. If you go to Kevin at kmmedia.pro, we're looking for a name to develop a community of like-minded people that are going to be talking 
with each other and can go on Zoom and create this big dynamic thing. And if you come up with the name that we choose, I'm going to send you $100. And if you want, so if you are interested in doing that, go to Kevin at KMmedia.pro. That's Kevin at KMmedia.pro. Give us a name that you would like us to use. And if we choose that name, um, of course, it'll cost me a hundred bucks, but that's okay. I if it if it works, that that'd be terrific. So so go to K, Kevin at KMmedia.pro and do that. We have got a great couple of guests for you today. We're going to talk specifically more about your website and about your passion for what you are doing with your heart. You call it the heart quotient, don't you? Well, heart cue. Heart cue. Okay. Yes. And and it basically, uh, you know, you've heard of EQ. Yes. Emotional, emotional intelligence. intelligence. You heard about IQ. I'm not not I don't I, have any IQ. <laughs> you've heard about IQ. But you've heard of it. <laughs> I can't remember anything about IQ. Like, mine was like important. ten. It's not as important as EQ anyway. Right. You heard about IQ, and so we created HeartQ, um, which basically it's heart intelligence. You know, you have emotional intelligence, cognitive intelligence. And, you know, the way that we feel about heart intelligence is that it serves as a very foundational basis for that optimizes not just your own heart intelligence, but also your emotional intelligence and IQ and your health. And the way that it, that happens um, is that, um, like I was saying earlier, that research is uh, catching up with this. So what we know, as I was mentioning earlier now, is that when we are really deeply connected to the heart and we're putting the heart in the driver's seat and we're tuning into our heart and our electromagnetic field of the heart is expanding, then what's happening is that there's this method, there's a, there's a process of the way that the heart connects with the brain via something called heart rate variability. You don't need to worry about that, but it's a pattern. There's a pattern. <laughs> you make it simple. There's a, there's a pattern, you know? And so when we're connected to the heart, the pattern that goes to the brain it's basically saying everything is great, relax, it's wonderful. So then the brain, when that happens, the brain basically, you can even see this in MRI studies, that the, the conscious brain, the smart brain, the, the frontal cortex gets activated. That's why people are more, the, because the mind is getting entrained with the heart, and there's a harmony that happens, and there's an entrainment, and that's why there's more clarity. The, the mind can strategize better, can see things bigger. Um, it also sends signals to the amygdala, which is the what the reactive, you know, the reactive part of us. We react, get emotionally triggered, and that gets deactivated when you're connected to your heart. And so now you're less reactive, you're more grounded, and now your your whole body is flooded with well-being hormones and biomarkers that are pro-health. Your telomeres, which is your longevity, is increased. You're flooded with these well-being hormones like serotonin, oxytocin, which is why you feel good. And your pro-health genes are activated. So now you're able to heal and to feel good. So basically, the more that you're able to activate your heart intelligence, you're also activating your emotional intelligence and IQ and your health and well-being. It's a win-win-win all the way. How do you do that, though? <laughs> yeah. Yes. There, it's actually, well, I, can, I can start and you, you start. can jump yeah. in. Um, you can do this even right now. You know, we can have an experience and it really literally takes... A few seconds. So the mind, like when can we're... Can people be driving during this? You can be driving. Okay, good. You can drive. You can drive. You can be walking. You can be um, whatever it is that you're doing. It is possible to do it. 
And the way that you do it, you there's basically, you know, we have four simple steps. It's four simple steps. The number one step that we say is you slow down and breathe. So when the mind is always going really fast in the future, in the past, blah, 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 you know, crazy fast. A lot of times we're, we're holding our breath. So you just simply, you know, you can do this right now. You just simply slow down, just take some deep breaths. And when you're taking just three slow, deep breaths, what's happening is that your body starts to relax. Your, your, your basically, your chemistry, you come into the parasympathetic nervous system, you're relaxing. So then when you do that, you're naturally coming more into the being state, coming away from the doing into the being. You're just relaxing, you're breathing, you're slowing down. And then the second step is that you bring your awareness to your heart. And you can do that by touching your heart a lot of times, just even feeling your heartbeat. Ah, I'm bringing my awareness, my awareness, my attention to my heart space. And when you do that, there's an opening that can happen. And what we recommend when you bring your awareness to the heart is to bring maybe a word that is a heart emotion, care, compassion, Maybe even bring in a person that you love, that makes you happy, that makes you smile. And then just staying with that feeling. Staying with that feeling of love and openness and compassion. And then from that space, when you're in that energy of heart connection, you just simply ask a question, whatever the question that may be. And you ask that question. And the third step is to listen and to receive. So you're not reaching out, trying to effort, trying to make it, what is it? No, you just listen. You just listen and you feel it. It's something that you attune into that you feel. So you're being present and you're feeling, and then you will hear that message. And then the next step is to actually take action on the step. So it's very simple, but now there are a few things that happen that people block the heart intelligence because everyone, it's not like some people are intuitive and some are not. Everyone has this deep wisdom and nobody knows your truth more than your own heart. Nobody can tell you what's right for you. No external standards, no shooting of the mind. You know what's right for you, but it takes that time and space to just be present, to tune into and to feel. Feel that answer. Trust has something to do with that too, doesn't it? Absolutely. You totally nailed it. When I mentioned earlier why people don't get access to their heart is because there's this unconscious or even conscious distrust because we're programmed don't trust the heart. Don't trust the heart. You got to do what you should do. You got to listen to expectations and agendas and what's appropriate. And so there's this programming of not trusting of the heart. And that's one of the, that's one of the blockages that blocks our ability to, to trust and to access our heart. Mm. No, it's so true, actually. Uh, good point that you brought up the, with the trust because, you know, ever since we were children, we were conditioned to... Um, Every time a parent or a caretaker would tell us, no, this is not good, this is bad, or whatever they would tell us, right? We would leave ourselves, we would leave our heart. We were, as children, we were always in the heart space. But we would leave and go into our minds and start strategizing. Hmm, what should I do to make my caretaker um, happy? Because otherwise, if they're not happy, then I'm not accepted as I am, so I have to make some changes. So we go into our mind and start strategizing. And that is 
we, we've been conditioned to do that, and of course as adults we do that all the time. The entire world is based on um, strategizing with the mind, creating from the mind, and I would go and I would say that's also why our creations, as beautiful as they are, they're so limited because our mind can only create based on what we know is possible, based on our past experience, right? Um, and so go, you know, dropping into our heart, connecting with our heart intelligence is not something that you do for effort. Something like, I, I'm not in my heart. I'm going to do something to go into my heart. No, it's about removing, removing those, those layers of conditioning that, that we have put in front of us that stand in the way of us connecting with our heart. So slowing down, for example. Again, it's a very simple step. But when you slow down and you, 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 you take a deep breath, you're basically communicating to your body, to your entire system, everything is okay. You are safe. You can trust. You said the word again. Because <laughs> for me, that is a, uh, one of the paramount words of, of the English language is we have to trust ourselves. We have to trust our intuition. We have to trust that what we are perceiving is true for us. It doesn't have to be true for everybody. But it can be true for us. Am I? Am I see, I'm a little, I'm a little nervous because you're a doctor and all that. And you know, but. you are, you are so right on though. And if you were to put the microphone to your heart versus the microphone to the ego mind, it would sound very different. The one to the ego mind, it would sound something like this. Uh, it would sound, be less of you. Uh, or it would say, do this. You should do this. You have to do this, so that you can be loved. You can be safe, you can belong, you can be validated. That's what the mind is telling you. So like when I was a little kid and I would say, you better say or do this or you're going to end up in your room again. <laughs> exactly. Because yeah. I didn't know why I was getting put in my room. I just knew that there was something I said. I don't know what it was. So I had to rethink the whole process. Yeah, exactly. Because that, so that's the, that's the mind. That's the should. And the mind is never going to save you. If you actually just pause and have the awareness, the mind will never say, Oh, you should do what's right for you. You should really do, you, you really need to do what's true to you and what is loving to you. The mind will never say that. The mind has a different agenda. The mind's agenda is for you to ultimately be safe and for you to seek approval and validation from others so you can feel enough, so you can feel safe. That's how the mind works. If you were to put a microphone to the heart, the heart is simply asking, are you true to yourself? Are you doing what's loving to you? Are you being true to you? That's it. Are you feeling, are you present? That's, that's all. The mind doesn't care about anything other than that, than truth. And it's amazing that we have this matrix and this programming that is programming us to not trust what is true to us. So no wonder people are so misaligned and cut off from their vitality and truth. And they're confused and depressed and anxious and wondering why things aren't going well. And they don't necessarily, and Chris, well, the first time she said that, mm -hmm. were you going, what do you mean, trust? What do you mean this heart thing? What do you mean all this? <laughs> what, I, what have you been smoking? The very first time, like 10 years ago? Yes, yes. I was, uh, I was doubting. I was doubting because I was so used to... Um, strategizing my mind. Everything was about the mind back then for me, right? And of course, the mind has, you know, it's a, it's a very powerful organ and it has its thing. But when you, what I've learned is that when you 
you know, the mind thinks and the heart dreams. So when you allow your I'll heart, write that down, everybody. Yes. When you allow your heart to, to, to dream and to, to come into that, that space of what, like you, like you said before, like what is true for me, right? And then create from that space. Anything can be possible. Now, after you, you dream your dream, your heart's dream, then you allow the mind to go out and strategize. So that's where the mind, the, the brain-heart connection happens. The heart dreams, and then the, heart, the, the, and then the mind starts strategizing. How can we implement this in, you know, in the real world? You know, it's interesting that you would say that because this is my dream. Hmm. And then I went about making it happen because this wouldn't exist any other way. Um, and it's because I followed my heart to follow, to, to do everything that I wanted to do to make this happen. And, anyway, and, and, and I'm not saying that to say, hey, look at him, he's special. I, I'm saying anybody can do it. We can all do it. And we all should do it. Because that's how we're going to lead our best lives. Do you agree with that? Oh my gosh, absolutely. And I, I think it's so wonderful. And I, I, like one of the things that creates pain for me is like seeing people that are living their whole lives. I don't want to say the word wasting, but not living to their full potential, not living in alignment with what their heart is, invi- like is dreaming of. Because all the things that are truly like, you know, you having this dream, look at the impact it's having on other people where they get to listen, they get to get inspired and uplifted and, and have the, you know, they get to like, they feel that energy. Now they're going out in the world affecting others in a positive and inspiring way. It's like this domino effect, you know, pay it forward. And so, and, and all because you listen to your heart. And so, yeah, to, to us, this is why we are so excited about this because it's really interesting that in the society, why is it that, you know, you think about it, there's a program against listening to your heart uh-huh. do you do we get that learning somewhere is that somewhere you know written it's actually the opposite isn't that interesting why is it that you know listen to what you know let's listen to that expert let's let that person's expectation that person who knows better for you is that really then we're living a life that is really not ours we're living a life that is not true to ourselves and when that happens that is kind of a form of self-sabotage and that's a form of self-betrayal and that's when all things start to not work out you know things start breaking down in some way or another and that's the alarms are going off you know well and one of the things that i say these days is the day of the guru is dead and then it's the day of the individual it's it's the day of how can you chris and help us here how can people live their best life without the benefit without the use of somebody who says look i'm all that in a bag of chips you should follow me you got to follow yourself. How do you do it? Well, you said it. I trust. did? You did. <laughs> oh, I did. <laughs> trust. Yes. It, it, it is all about trusting yourself. See, um, when we look at others, we may say, oh, this is possible, right? We want to create something in our, in the, in, in our life. And we may say, okay, is this possible or not? And we may, maybe we look at others and say, oh, well, they've, they've done it. So it must be possible. But the deeper question is, do you believe it's possible for you? Do you trust that whatever you want to bring out into the world is possible for you? Now, of course, if you come from, a, from the, the place of the mind, the mind will always doubt, right? The opposite of trust. will say, well, 
maybe if I go this way, I will, I will try to project forward and figure out if I take this path, will it get me there? Maybe it will, maybe it won't. I try another one or I, I create another path. So now we have all these paths that we look at with our mind and we start doing the pros and cons game, right? Is this going to be good for me? Is this going to be bad? Is this going to help? Is this not going to help? Is it going to move forward or not? It takes so much energy to go through that process. But look at your story, for example, right? You knew you, there, was a, there was a knowing, an inner knowing for you that you wanted to do this. That came from your heart. You don't even care how it's possible, but there was an inner knowing that, yes, it is possible. You believed it was possible for you. And that's how you manifested. What, you know, it, it, yes, it, there were some ups and downs, of course, you know, life, but, but you are where you, your heart dreamed. I've got amazing stories that, that one of these days I'll have to put in a book about how things have just kind of lined up. Um, and I believe that happens for everybody if they, if, they, if they are open to it and open their heart to it. And, and so that's why it's really important that people listen to what you have to say. Go to heartq.com and, uh, and talk to you because I think that you would be very helpful. If they want to take classes from you, I know you've got some classes coming up. You've got some cool stuff. So let's talk about that. Yeah, we have this really wonderful program called Unleash Your Heart. You know, unleash your heart. Bring your heart out. You know, uncover your heart. And this program is really amazing. We're going to start doing a live cohort as well. But the program is broken down in three parts. Number one is bring the awareness. You know, open the light of awareness to those things that are not, you're not aware of. You know, Carl Jung said, until you make the unconscious conscious, it will rule you and you will call it fate. And you'll say, why is this happening to me? Why is this always never working out? And, and we'll keep thinking that it's always out there. But when you start bringing light of awareness inside, you'll see, wow, there's a lot going on that I've created stories around, a lot of limitations I'm coming from, a lot of things that I'm not even aware of that is driving me. So there's that expansion. The second part is now that you're opening up your awareness, now the second part is like opening up to your heart. What is it? Like people have no idea. What does it mean to listen to my heart? What does it mean to, to feel my authentic self? Who knows that? You don't get that teaching anywhere. What is that? And it's not something you think about, and I'm going to give you three steps. It's an experience that you, you have to be present to and feel an experience. And so that's the second part. And the third part is, okay, now that you are connecting to your heart, what does it mean to live a life from your heart? So you're no longer coming from the default, but you're actually learning to trust your heart. And whether it's a small day-to-day, moment-to-moment choices or the big choices in life, decisions, what does it mean to, to now create alignment from the heart? So that's our signature program. And then I also have something that I'm creating called the eight portals into the heart. Eight stands for infinity also, which is there's many ways to get into the heart. There's not one way. Um, so we have a program. And then we have meditations. And then you also have coaching. I do one-to-one coaching. Yeah. I focus uh, primarily on men, but I do work with women as well. So, yeah. How, how do the men receive it? They really enjoy it because I, I challenge them. And that's one way that men connect with their hearts. See, you know, we all, there are many ways to connect your heart, right? There's not just one way. However, there is also a general difference between um, 
let's say, masculine energy of connecting to your heart versus feminine energy connecting to your heart. So the feminine energy is, is driven more by connection. And there's this um, soft energy, right, associated with connecting to your heart. However, men are very different. Masculine energy, not men, but masculine energy is very different. So um, masculine men tend to connect to their heart through doing, through action. Competition. Competition, challenge, but not the unhealthy competition, you know. Right. So that we, you know, it's, it's um, the healthy competition, right? So challenge, challenging yourself, competing with yourself, mm-hmm. right? And, and doing, breaking through those challenges, it's, it's something that happens. And, and, you know, men really connect with their heart. So it's very, very different. And that's, what, that's why I, I, I created a program that's more specific for men, the one-to-one coaching that's more specific for men. Well, thank God you're doing that because somebody's got to. <laughs> there are a lot of guys wandering around who have no idea why they're wandering around. They're just, you know, and it's, it's I, really good that you're doing it. I was one of them. <laughs> I was one of them. Well, you so, know, we, we get, and speaking about guys here, mm-hmm. we get brought up. I played Little League Baseball. I played football. I was real competitive. I was a boxer. I did, was a wrestler. I, and we get that's how we get brought up in that we are going to be competitive with everybody and even girlfriends and and stuff like that we've got to have the best looking girlfriend we've got to have a good car we've got to have all this stuff none of it matters and we don't find that out until we're about 40. yep yeah because it's that's i think that's why this is needed because there's so much about the image and there's so much about oh i'm not going to go there you know feelings it's not you know there's like it's like the opposite you know there's like there's a lot of unlearning and relearning that needs to happen you know it's so true well and thank goodness you're there because it, it needs it it needs to happen on a worldwide basis at this point it uh, does it does and it really takes one person at a time and uh one person that also gets to inspire more exactly now we've got about a minute and a half and i want to leave it with you guys to tell our audience anything that you'd like them to know mm. well I, I, we were just talking about this on the way here and, you know, my, our last message that we'd like to leave people with is that deep inside, I believe that everyone knows something that their heart is asking them to take action on. And there's a lot of, I know, I know, but we're not doing it. So my message is, you know, take a moment and really connect with your heart and ask yourself, what is it that your heart is inviting you to take action on? for yourself. Maybe something you need to stop doing, maybe something to start doing, maybe it's in a relationship, health. What is that one thing that you can actually take action on and create an alignment and see what happens? See how you feel. Yeah. 30 seconds, sir. Okay. Live intentionally. Mm. Live intentionally because Mm -hmm. we are living life driven by the unconscious and then we complain that we don't like our life. We always say, the, gr- the grass is greener on the other side. Well, start watering your side as well. I had a, a program, a, 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 human, a, a, a human resources director tell me that. He said, the grass isn't greenest where you water it. The grass is greenest. No, the grass is greenest where you water it, not on the other side. Yes. And he, he was so right. You guys are awesome. Will you come back? Can we do this oh, again? Yeah, Absolutely. This is so much fun. Anytime. I'll bribe you with uh, seeing Eric again. <laughs> so... <laughs> Sounds great. I want to thank you guys for being here. Go to heartq.com, get all the information. And by the way, take care of each other because each other's all we've got. We'll see you Wednesday.